When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Broncos. This one's for Pat! Hello! Can you just smell this There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Good. Oh, my God. Denver's got a touchdown. Picked off by the Broncos. <laughs> Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother. Oh, mother. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Mike DeSico. Mike, the Denver Broncos lost on Sunday, 10 to 9. And what had to be one of the most aggravating games I've seen recently as a Broncos fan. Disagree. I didn't care. They and not had, even a little bit. You might have cared a little bit. They killed my smile, my joy a month ago. I was watching it. And I'm like, I, I was dead inside. You know, the dog that's being beat too much, whatever. I, I had no emotional reaction to the game yesterday. It was like, I think when the uh, Ravens scored the go-ahead touchdown, my tweet was whatever. And that summed up my entire feelings about yesterday. I, whatever. When you know you're going to get crap and then you get crap, it's hard to be mad that you got crap. You there was I mean? a moment, though, you have to admit, oh. there was a moment where you're oh. like, this, th- we could win this. No, even if they won, it still would have been crap. They scored nine points, three field goals. Um, it was just another abysmal offensive performance. And would you have felt good if they won nine to three yesterday? Would that have made you feel good? Yes, because that would affect the Seahawks pick next year. 
And I don't want them to get the generational talent that you were talking about. Okay, that's fair. I can see from that point of view. That's like, you know, I live in NorCal. My stepson is a Niners fan. And when Jimmy G got hurt, I was really brokenhearted for him. But I told him, like, well, at least the Broncos might get a better pick. He didn't care as much about that. <laughs> no? I, I kind of did. And I was trying not to be happy about it because, again, I love the kid and I want him to be happy. But the Niners, Jimmy G could be... The best thing that happens to the Broncos this year is Jamie G got hurt and maybe we move up five, six spots in the draft order. Well, wait's the pick, but you know. What can we say that up. hasn't already been said, Mike? I mean, they they kicked three field goals. We all saw it coming. I At the beginning of the fourth quarter, I tweeted out. I said, guys, the Broncos have already hit nine points. I, I think they're done scoring for the game. And I yeah. was right. Well, Brandon Perna, that's good sports. You know him on Twitter. I do. Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, he tweeted out, is a 3-3 tie too big of a deficit for the Broncos to overcome? A brilliant tweet and hilarious and accurate. I thought your tweet was pretty good. The Justin well, Simmons. Most of mine are. Yes, the Justin Simmons was going to really regret not returning it 105 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> funny. First of all, it's amazing how many people took that tweet literal and seriously. Like I'm like literally bagging on Justin Simmons for not scoring a miraculous 105-yard touchdown. But, I mean, I think we're all at the point where that's our only chance to really score touchdowns is if the defense does it. And the defense hasn't been necessarily – when's the last time we scored a defensive touchdown? It's not something we can count on, but it's literally our only hope, too. When was the last time we scored a touchdown? It's a touchdown, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. That's my <laughs> – it's like I, I may not be able to watch this game on Sunday because they flexed it out. And we had Sunday afternoon plans. And since they flexed it from the 5.30, rightfully, to the 1 o'clock game, I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to watch. I'm not entirely sure that I'll hit record. Honestly, for my mental health, putting the Broncos on timeout for a week might be healthy. But then I'm also afraid, what if they actually beat the Chiefs? Because I'm an idiot who thinks they might do that. Well, that would be just fitting, like right? Like, they suck all year, and then they miraculously pull out a win against the division-leading Chiefs. Yeah, and it'd be the one game in the last decades I haven't seen. To give the Raiders a prayer for the playoffs. Like it yeah. would that that would that would be that would be it. That would be yeah. that would be another kick to the face. So like, didn't see that coming. Yeah. So it could happen. Me, it could happen. I mean anything could happen. The Broncos could score a touchdown. No, I mean it's not likely, no, but it's no. but it could happen. Defensive maybe. Defensive well maybe and if not Justin Simmons is gonna like not run the ball back 105 yards. Loser. Um, seriously, dude. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything left to say about the crap that is this team or the crap that was that game. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the crap that was this season and the crap that was this game. So, and we've also talked about the crap that was our quarterback and the crap that was our coach. You're, you're using a lot of past tense. It's We're still in it. it I, we need to yeah, make it yeah. present. Is, yeah. is. We live in the is right now for at yeah. least well, another 20 quarters. Here's some is for you. Let's talk about the crap that our general manager is. Yes. Because Wait. we've talked about Hackett and Wilson, and everybody – it kind of reminds me of John Elway's tenure. Remember that he signed to leave and where – and Ward, and it was in Elway we trust. He was infallible. And that's how Peyton started out, right? And now, like, there's the two biggest decisions of his career, Wilson and Hackett, he botched. Somebody uh, likened it on Twitter that he's really good at taking the quizzes and doing the homework. 
but he fails the midterm in the final, you know? And so, and that gets you a failing grade, right? Yeah. So that's me in Latin in high school. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're the new ownership group and you not only you look at what he did, but I think his biggest mistake was signing Wilson to that contract before he ever saw him take a snap in a Broncos uniform. If he had waited till the bye week to sign that contract, first of all, he wouldn't sign that contract, but is Peyton's job on the line? Should he be brought back? If you're the penners, he spent a hell of a lot of your money did a terrible job at it. And financially, it's a mistake you're probably gonna be paying for for a while. Do you keep him around? Yeah, you gotta keep him around. You gotta he knows where all the bodies are buried. There it's a new ownership group. It, this is this is the Brian Zanders conundrum. Uh when Elway took over, he had to keep Brian Zanders just so that he could feel his way around in the dark. And the new ownership group is, you know, they're 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 still working out where, you know, where breakfast is served, where the bathrooms are all that. And so you, you have to give uh, Peyton one more year to, to figure this out. He's had a couple decent drafts. Has he though? We're, yeah, we're not, that, we've scored eight offensive passing saying, touchdowns. That's why I'm saying defense, total. not great. And Pat Sertan is that thing that gives him a passing grade on his drafts. But I want to talk about that as well. But overall, because of the Hackett, the trade and the contract, he has a failing grade as the Broncos general manager overall big picture. And why do you keep that person around? Why did we keep Brian Zanders around during the Josh McDaniels era? Old news. Why do we keep him around now? What's the case to keeping him around now? I mean, you know where the bodies are buried, but if you hire any competent GM, they'll be able to come in and the day-to-day operations will be fine, don't you think? Uh, fine. What, what, what does fine mean? I mean, could it be worse? I, I mean, I could guess be. it could be a little worse. That's the gamble. But at this point, you, I, I, I mean, I, yes, I get, I get the point. Like, I get what you're saying. It's like it, when, you're, when you're three and nine, it's time to evaluate absolutely everything. So let me ask you this question then. The one redeeming quality of his drafting is Pat Sertan, right? I guess. Or the not the, the 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 cherry on top, the feather in his cap. It's the main. It's his main thing he could point to. Like did that right? Well, so, but can you? I mean, like well, the Justin the, Fields argument. Like well, all of a sudden, Justin Fields is tearing it up. That was my question because when the draft happened, I was so pissed that we didn't take Justin Fields. And then last year, I'm like, holy God, he got it right, Sertan over Fields. But right now. If George Payton was to call up the Bears GM, let's call him Harvey, and say, hey, Harvey, I'll trade you Patrick Tan for Justin Fields straight up. The Bears say no. They say, what else are you giving us? Patrick Tan has been everything George Payton told us he would be, and he still might be the wrong pick. Is he, it was, was, was Patrick Tan the wrong pick? Does that, is that another knock against Payton that he had two bites at the apple to get the quarterback right? And he blew it with Fields, and he blew it with Russell Wilson. Did he make the wrong decision? Knowing what you know now, would you go back and redraft that? I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be the franchise quarterback that everyone is thinking to be. He, it, it, he might end up being the next RG three, maybe. That's that. I mean, you know, you're Michael Vick. You're 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 maybe your early onset uh, Russell Wilson. Um, he has that mobility, you know, he, he, he is, he is that guy. He is the, the joystick quarterback. I mean, if you could take like RG three before he was hurt early, Russell Wilson, all those quarterbacks, you would trade Patrick Tan for any of those people, wouldn't you? Early onset Russell Wilson. Yes, of course. But I'm saying even Sertan is a great amount as a nine 
and maybe Justin Fields is a 7.5 out of 10, you still make that trade, right? A quarterback 7.5 is more valuable than a higher rated cornerback. And I remember being irate at the time when he passed on Fields. And then I was like, okay, Fields is struggling. Sertan is locked down. But now I'm like, that's another thing that he probably got wrong. Even though Sertan has lived up to the hype. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. He's also playing opposite Justin Simmons. You know, these last two weeks are rough. So I've been rough by his standards. Well, the Raider game, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he had a pass interference call. Is that like the first? That was one? ugly. Like he, like that was not even remotely marginal. It, he, yeah, was it was so weird. Totally in the wrong interference defense number two. I'm like, those are just words I've never heard before. And Sertan is awesome. I'm not trying to say we should have traded him. He's been as good as advertised, probably better, but still could be the wrong pick. And is that is that a nail in the proverbial coffin for Peyton, or is that, or do you separate those two? And I understand, you know, maybe Fields it's too young to say, but the potential of a great quarterback is worth more than the certainty of a good cornerback, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I feel like we're going to litigate this for years to come. I, you know, who knows what Justin Fields' ceiling is? Who knows what? Well, I, I mean, who knows what Russell Wilson' floor is? Um, we're, we're, we're we we know we're seeing we're, it every day. I mean, it has to get better, right? Does I mean, it? It, it, is it better? It, it it can be better. Like I mean. He has hey, more losing games this season than he does in his entire career. Like that's that's telling. Like that's wow. Yeah. And I and like somebody said, early on, especially after that first game, you're like, that was the coaching. He had 340 yards passing. Why didn't he go for it on, you know, to get those extra four yards or whatever, you know? Um, but there's been too many poor decisions and missed receivers to say it's the coaching's fault, it's the offensive line's fault. At some point, you're like, it's on Russell Wilson. Peyton Manning, when we traded for him, didn't have a good offensive line. He would have made those plays. The good quarterbacks make those plays. You know, the basic, we're talking the basic plays. We're not talking the hero plays, the basic. And if Russ can't make those, where does he, where There have been a lot of passes that are just, it's miscommunication or he doesn't know where he's supposed to go with the ball. Like there is a lot of balls hitting turf in no man's and that that is what's concerning and a lot of just like missed receivers you like you see a guy opening free and he's like chucking it it's it's on like i tweeted yesterday on third down if it's third and five we either throw a three yard pass or a 40 yard pass we never throw a six yard pass and that part of that scheme part of that's been russell wilson missing open people but i don't know i don't i think not that hackett's been good but it's more and more on Russ every passing game. Take your pick. You, you want to go after the GM. You want to go after Lauren Landau, uh, the, the the head trainer for all the all the injuries. I mean, that's another thing is like the injuries are, are totally out of control, out of sync with the, the out of it average. Yeah. Um, this is the second year in a row the injuries have been top of the league or like top three, I believe. So this is not like an aberration. I, I would even argue the three years, like cause yeah. the 2020 season was also injury riddled. I mean, granted, there was a lot of COVID related sure. shenanigans with the quarterbacks, but, um, and I like that Kendall Hinton. I'll tell you, like, I see him catching balls. That kid all had the place. potential. I like that kid. I say, keep him around. Like if there's one player on offense that I'm kind of like, I seeing him out there. It's, it's Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich. Yeah, Dulcich and Hinton are, are are the two are the two bright spots. I, I love Hinton's work ethic and all that, but uh, he's kind of scrappy. He's been kind of, but he's also been kind of underwhelming because of the offense, the coaching, and the quarterback that he's playing with. And so I wonder how good he could actually be. 
it's hard to evaluate any of these wide receivers. Is Judy a bust? Well, Is Portland I, a bust? You play He's with hurt. Drew, you play with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and Russell Wilson, and you tell me how good you would be. You know, so is Judy a bust if he was to get traded, or the Broncos weren't to pick him up and he was able to sign with like Kansas City or a team or Cincinnati a team with a good quarterback, and he went off? Would anybody be surprised? Or is he a bust? Or is he a victim of circumstance? He's a and victim I, of I mean, circumstance. Yeah, I agree. never forget that Isaiah McKenzie was drafted by the Denver Broncos and is now like lighten it up for the bills i mean granted it uh, he, as a slot receiver but he's still he's okay. still reliable he's not fumbling he's like it, i i will never forget like writing art whole articles multiple articles about how i i was i was certain that uh, that he was a plant from another team that that yeah. this was like an inside mole job to like ruin the denver broncos like sometimes players need that second chance they need to be released to get that cold splash of water in the face and then they're better off in the second spot but talk about isaiah mckenzie he's i would take him 100 times out of 100 over kj hamler i mean all summer we heard about how the broncos have these four elite receivers with patrick and judy and sutton and hamler and i remember saying at the very beginning what the hell has hamler ever done and this year has been the perfect hamler season he's had a couple of long catches invisible otherwise and then hurt and he threw a tantrum rightfully so he was, <laughs> he was he was not wrong to do that that may have been my favorite kj hamler moment and that it personifies the russell wilson era that he missed the wide receiver just you to know win the game yeah. yeah what value does hamler have to this franchise if he was cut and then he becomes the next isaiah mckenzie that's the risk you take but i don't know players i'm like to move on from hamler mcmanus not that McManus has done anything bad, but we can save two and a half million dollars. And he's a replacement level kicker at this point. He's not. No, he's 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 not, not Jason special. Elam in his prime. You know, no, he's not anything special. Um, They've given him the chance. So he threw he threw temper tantrums uh, under the Vic Fangio regime. Like, I want to kick the big kicks. I want to kick the big kicks. And, and on Twitter, he's been a kind of a petulant baby. Yeah, and and so all right, let's go, let's go. Here are the big kicks. You've had a, a a few this year already, and they haven't really gone your way. Like I I don't know if you're the guy with the leg that everyone says you are, or, well, that, or that you think you are. Yeah, I mean everybody says, oh, it's like if you're the kicker in Denver, you've got that big leg because of the altitude or whatever. And they say, you know, McManus has got this big leg, but I don't I don't trust him on a field goal beyond. 52, 53 yards. I, I saw he set the record for most career 50-yard field goals. He's a good kicker, but I'm just saying he's a replaceable kicker. And if we save $2.5 million on the cap, cool. Well, and that, that's what that's what happens when you sign your quarterback to a uh, $2 million cor- uh, contract. You have to save those pennies elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's guys like Brendan McManus and the long snapper and the punter. And, you know, th- those guys will turn over because that th- th- that's easy saving. You know, you talk about being the meat shield. The entire offense is a meat shield for how bad special teams has been, how bad that coach has been, how bad the return game has been, how bad the punting has been. Um, just been awful. Think how great, think how so great bad. things would have gone this season if we could kick potentially like two or three more field goals. Uh, again. Yeah. Well, again, they're <laughs> going to be going great. Our record would be better, and it would be with one of those big. Okay, yeah, they're six and five, but. All they do is kick field goals. So we could have a better record, but we'd still be the same crap team. And the story would be McManus is having a career year. Time to re-sign him at $4 million a year. Yeah, for sure. And 
if we kicked another couple of field goals a game, it would be masking. It would be literally the lipstick on a pig. It would be just hiding all of these ugly problems we have because, oh, you know, like remember last year, we were like, what, six and five in December. It's like, you know, all we want to do is have a chance in December and be in position and Bridgewater's got us there. It would have been another one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, you're technically six and five and you're technically in the hunt. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But nobody actually thinks you're going to get there. No. No. I don't know. Predictions for this week? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, I, sure. I, I I am still predicting a shutout uh, this season. Um, however, I don't know. Well, no, well, I, I, I honestly <laughs> thought they would get uh, three fewer field goals this last week uh, than they did. Um, I was surprised. You picked um, a shutout of, of touchdown. I, I picked a shutout total. I'll own it. What if? Like, so uh, I'm going to play the cosmic angle. I'm going to play the it. cosmic angle. I love this, cosmic angles. This is what could be worse for the Denver Broncos and their fans than to beat a Kansas City Chiefs team to allow the Raiders to get back into the playoff picture. I alluded to it earlier. I'm going to say that's what happens. I'm going to say 12 to 10, the Broncos actually win this game at Mile High in front of an empty stadium of angry. I'd I'd be all for that just to get the Raiders' hopes up so that they could fall short, just because that would hurt more. So I'm all for it from that angle. But there's no way Mahomes scores 10 points. There's no way that he scores less than 20, and there's no way the Broncos score more than 12. So I, I I don't see any path to victory. You know, you can even say, hey, what if Mahomes gets hurt? Okay, what if Lamar Jackson gets hurt? I, I'm going to say it's going to be Chiefs 30, Broncos 3. You think? Th- they get that, that one field goal? Yeah, 30 to 3. You're, you're predicting a win. I mean, which one of us is crazy here, man? I'm, I'm going to pick a win just because, damn it, it feels good to pick a win. Like, I will be made a fool of. Uh, by the actual performance on the field, and and in this moment, while I sit here in my basement, it's worth it. I'm thirty to three Chiefs, and um, I, I don't think it's going to be that close. You know, thirty to three, it's going to feel like it was, should have been worse because our defense will play well and still give up thirty points because Mahomes is that good. And I bet you the Chiefs will be like, we probably could have scored more. We probably should have scored more, but whatever, we won. Do we see a backup quarterback? In this. Do we see a backup Broncos quarterback? And yes to the Chiefs one, no to the Broncos. Guys, there are 20 quarters left of Broncos football in 2020. Unless, mm-hmm. unless there are shut some up, Shut up. Nope. Okay. I thought you say, unless they make it to the playoffs, like, shut up. No, no. There's, oh, there's no. My son today in the car was like, I mean, they attacked the playoffs. Oh, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And like every might kid. fly out of my butt. That's like, like every kid is like, well, technically, I'm like, just stop it. I've had to ban kids in my house from saying the word technically. Literally? Literally have, technically. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. Okay, let's, I want to get another prediction. Russell Wilson, Bronco in 2023, yes or no? Yes, you have to. Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton, Brandon McManus. By a hair. And your most favorite player of all time, Corliss Waitman. He is dirt-ass cheap. There's a reason why they kept him over Sam Martin. Dirt-ass cheap, Yes. 
which also means, oh, we could find another dirt ash cheap puncher and maybe he'll be good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could bring, I mean, make a little competition. One of the 90. I mean, yeah. I don't know. My guess is all five are gone. You think all five? If I had to pick right now, all five, Russ is the one I'm least sure about. I would say Hackett for sure. McManus, like 90% because of the salary cap savings. Waitman, 100%. Peyton, better than 50% chance. You think that good? And I think I would put Russ like at 49%. Almost 50-50, but leaning towards he's probably back. Because we'll take a $39 million cap hit if we cut him. And the best way to survive that is with a rookie quarterback contract. And so if they are in a position where somebody falls to them where they can draft a quarterback in the first round and it makes it easy to move on from easier to move on from Russ on January, June 1st. You think you, 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 think you just take it in the shorts? I think uh, I think this you next might season. Have, I think you reasonably have to consider taking it in the shorts, even realize that Russ isn't on our team and we're still giving up picks for him in the future. I think that scenario is in play, especially if the rest of the season is goes like we all expect it to go. It's something that that has to be at minimum seriously, seriously considered. And I would not be surprised if it happened. Wow. Because it's it's it's, it's what's the what's the fallacy of sunk cost, right? Joe, we spent all this money, we did all these draft picks, we gotta keep them. No, you don't. If you're gonna have to move on from them, better to move on a year too soon than a year too late, so to speak. So I think you have to consider it, not just as a angry fan knee-jerk reaction, but as a legitimate good business move for the future of your franchise. I like your theory, Mike. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, you know, you already have the human meat shield of Nathaniel Hackett. Next year, use the human meat shield of Russell Wilson. The guy hasn't thrown more touchdowns than he has bathroom in his home. Like that, like that is telling. Like, yeah. If you're able to go into a season and just be like, look, we made a big mistake. Mistakes were made. That was the old regime. Maybe that's what you do. I, th- I think you're onto something here, Mike. I think, I think that if you know you're going to suck next year in 2023, if you're going to be terrible, you might as well tell your fans. Be straightforward. Be transparent. Just be like, look, we made a mistake. It's, it has hamstrung our our team for this whole next year. And so the bad news is, is that it's going to, it's going to be unwatchable. But the good news is, is that we're going to get a pick coming up in 2024. That is going to be the Russell Wilson pick. Yeah. It's going to be the pick that, that this horrible nightmare is going to generate. Well, right now it's almost like if you bring Russell Wilson back, you're sucking for the sake of sucking. But if you cut him, you're able to get somebody in the first round this year. At least you're sucking with the promise of something better on the horizon. You know what I mean? You're you're building something. You're not locked in for years and years. Yeah, because I don't know, man, if you trot out Russell Wilson again next year, what 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 are you telling your fan base? You're you're telling them, yeah, we don't give a shit either. Do something else on Saturday afternoon because we're not we're not even going to try to to fix this. We're just going to do wow. the exact same thing over and see if it works. I like your theory. I like your theory. I don't theory. know, man. Because but... the the thing is, is that after a season like this, they have to come out of it and reinvent themselves. Like it needs yeah. to be a total reinvention. And I don't, I, I, you know, I've, I've said that, you know, human meat shield, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be gone and they're going to be like, okay, but they're going to feast on Russell Wilson's carcass as soon as he's gone. Yeah. And if you get rid of that and, and, and have no, and, and have the ghost of Russell Wilson and the ghost 
of Nathaniel Hackett being the reason why the Broncos are terrible in 2023, you don't have a PR nightmare. You don't have to, you don't have to spin it in any way. You just say, guys, we made you know a mistake. Makes, you know what makes that even easier? If Patton is gone too and be like, we clean house of the person who made these decisions. You don't have Patton there having to defend it and have the guy who sold you on Hackett and Wilson be like, no, no, no. This time it's different. This time I got it right. Um, Start over. And, and you know what? I, I like the meat shield theory, but also to use Nathaniel Hackett's favorite word, accountability. You know, it all starts with me. We've got to be accountable. Um, I don't want to meet shield. I want somebody who's going to stand up and take accountability. And by that, I mean, I want somebody who's going to stand up and not say the word, but actually do something to be accountable. And he wants to talk about accountability. Hold them all three accountable. This is the mess that Nathaniel, Russ, and George made. Hold them all three accountable. And just torch the next season. Knowing if, account- if, if accountability is this buzzword that they keep on preaching, then, then prove it. And it's easier for us to say this because even though they're worth billions of dollars, they're the ones who are still going to pay more than $40 million once you figure in George and Nathaniel. And no matter how rich you are, $40 million is a lot of money. Um, so I don't know if they'll have the guts to do it, especially being new owners. It's a good way to but, send a message to the league that things are different in Denver. I mean... Or does it send a message to the league? They have no idea like, what the hell they're doing. You know, they're, 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 <laughs> knee, they're, knee, they're knee jerk. They, you know, they need blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. Um, I, I don't see the point. Yeah. I mean, you can control the narrative if you control the narrative. I mean, if, if you if you clean house and say, we have made a mistake and we're going to be terrible, then there are no surprises. There's no disappointment. You, everyone knows what situation. Yeah, just like we need to, it's, it might take us a year to dig out of the salary cap how that you know russell russell wilson's contract created we're moving on some of these veteran players we know you love them but we're getting some of these picks back we're trying to build for a better future as opposed to what the franchise like modus operandi has been it's just let's put a band-aid on it and you know we'll try to just hopefully we'll be better next year that's what they've been doing for six years with all these quarterbacks it's just a band-aid every year and you know, sometimes you have to rip that bandaid off, even if it hurts. Well, and you're, and so carry your theory further. You're going to have to get rid of basically every big money veteran. You've got to, you have got you, to clear the they books. Can, they can keep some of them around because, like, you know, Sutton isn't on a big money wide receiver contract, but he could have value. And if you get a second round pick for him, you might need to consider it, right? You're not going to pay any of these guys going for if, if this is the the tack that you take like you trade I everybody you i saw somebody else much smarter than myself on twitter lay out how they can do it and still have decent amount of camp space because you get rid of these people you restructure these contracts um and so they could they could do that and still have a decent amount of cap space for next year so i'm not saying i would blow it all up because they do have their big money contracts are on young players they're not like paying von miller at the end of his career a lot of money they don't have many players like that so the the money they do have is relatively reasonable and it's for relatively young players so i don't think you need to completely blow it up but i think you need to bite the bullet and just say we're going to do that word that la wouldn't let anybody say and we're going to rebuild well i'm not saying you need to blow it up i'm saying that those those players that are going to require big extension we don't have the money to give them because we have we have we have to we have to clear the books yeah, clear them, you know, and because there is a rebuild, there is free agency on the horizon. Free agency is going to be a big, a big part of the rebuild. And, um, you know, 
if you can get some draft picks along the way, by all means. I mean, you need to keep some of your core to kind of have like the locker room to have, because if you're going to rebuild, you need a foundation to build on, right? Well, it would be the defense. So who do you move on from? I mean, like Draymond Jones is the next big one that needs a contract. Well, right? it, it's not next, not necessarily next year. It's the next two. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's who is in line to. You can't you can't make those, those big. Comps. You can't you can't start paying those. You're gonna need it in 2024 when the Broncos competitive. Let's let's say they follow through with the Deseco plan and they're awful next year. The Deseco manifesto. Deseco, oh, even better. It kind of rhymes. Deseco like manifesto. I love it even better. Um, trademark. Um, and they're bad in 2023, but we have our first round picks. So we're picking top five, top, five. top three, top two, whatever. Um, 2024. I'm not a college guy. Is that going to be a good quarterback draft, or is it be one of those things where we're tanking? This year's the good quarterback draft, and next year's a good draft for fucking guards or something. <laughs> we let. Well, there you have it. The Denver Broncos fall. 10 to 9. 10 to 9. How do we ever get 9? Well, we got it in the third quarter, which was eh. weird. Once we hit 9, it's like, take your foot off the gas. All right, boys, we're done here. We're done here, just like this wonderful podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Something Something Broncos with Mike DeSico, and the DeSico Manifesto begins begins here. I like the sound of it uh, at Mike Uh, DeSico. The DeSico Manifesto. The Magnificent. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Scorched Earth, baby. Yeah, it hey, may be time. You. We can follow you at Jezru, J-E-Z-R-U. That's right. That's right. Always I, a hoot. I, uh, I cause problems. I tried to give away a couch uh, yesterday on the Mile High Report uh, Twitter account. Uh, if the Broncos had won a slightly burned, stained, uh, ripped up couch, would have. Oh. I would have gone out of my way to try to give it away, but uh, I was just kidding because I knew there was for the Broncos. I didn't know it was stained, but but I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no, I didn't know about the stains. Otherwise, I would have jumped on that. It's like the Simpsons episode. Slightly burned Sears activewear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's All it. Right. That's it. Uh, for for Mike DeSico. I am Jess Place, and damn it, we're gonna have some fun with this Denver Broncos, even if they are not any fun at all. Let's rock. Mackie. <laughs>